Talmor is my home. My family have worked the land for generations. My gran says the island does not belong to us, but we belong to the island. And we must be ready, for a great evil is coming. And death follows with it. Listen and subscribe to the latest season of Undertow, The Harrowing, a Storyglass production presented by Realm, available wherever you get your podcasts. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hello and welcome to the IGN UK podcast. My name is Gav Murphy and to my right is Coventry's third best export, Mr. Dale Driver. Thank you. Hello. Hello. Yes, next to Pete Waterman, Waterman and The Enemy, I believe. That, that's about all we got. <laughs> oh, that was, I, didn't, I didn't know you'd have something prepared. That's brilliant. And to my left is, I don't actually know where you're from. You don't know where I'm from. The moon. <laughs> that would be amazing. Uh, I'm from Watford. Watford. We have, what do we have? We have a giant hornet outside one of our McDonald's and it's really cool. It okay. like hangs there. So yeah. in terms of you or the Hornet, which is the best... Export. So technically, you can't export a statue of a Hornet. <laughs> you so can't. You can't. So you're saying you're Watford's premier export. Oh, God. That's quite the claim, isn't it? But yeah, yeah we'll run with it. We'll, we'll run with it. But anyway, you're a listed judge. I'm a yeah. listed judge. Oh, yeah, <laughs> so this week, E3 happened. It did indeed. It's still happening. Because this is Wednesday when we're recording this. So if something massive breaks that undoes all this, then... Fuck it, don't matter. <laughs> no, I'm not bothered. Doesn't matter. We're not Feature cu- us is problem. We're not curing cancer here. We, we do podcasts and videos about video games and movies. So it doesn't matter. None of this matters. We're just hurtling quicker and quicker towards what the abyss. a brand new game comes out where you cure cancer? Well, we'll have to re-record. <laughs> what were your highlights then? Alyssa, you kick us off. Uh, oh, gosh. Well, my biggest highlight was Death Stranding, the new game from Hideo. That's such a shite name. hard title to say, isn't it? it terrible is, it's name. Death terrible Stranding. Name. I keep wanting to say, like, Death Standing or Standing. But even that doesn't make sense. Like, it's... It, okay, the title is the worst part. <laughs> and this is also from the guy game. who came up with the word transferring as well. So I wouldn't worry. It's not a, gr- a great title in convention. Also, the title's not the worst thing about it. The t- for, no, actually, you say why it's good and I'll tell you why it's shit. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be my foil. Go on. Why, um, why, why was this why well, was first the highlight? Of all, first of all, it was amazing just because of the entrance that Hideo yeah, could right, do with this. Of course, like, yeah. this is the guy who a while back was told at the Game Awards, you're not even allowed out on stage. So he made the most of this entrance. It was like the crazy, I think it was the music from Fury Road, right. which says a lot. This man is furious. He's like <laughs> launching It's like wrestling. Like, it's when video games get the closest to wrestling when stuff like this happens. And I like Pyro going on. Yeah. <laughs> he, he didn't have a red carpet. He yeah. had this like... Disco carpet. Disco, he was just like walking down. It was amazing, well, amazing entrance. If anyone's deserving of it, it's the gaming royalty that yeah. is Hideo Kojima. I actually found that a bit awkward. What? Stop 
it's I, I'd might, contrary for the no, sake No, but of I, I'd much rather have an understatement. All right, how's it going? Yeah, come out. It's More awkward than game. the two Ubisoft douchebags that came on in the full bodysuits of fire everywhere. I like that. That was mental. <laughs> I thought that was really good. <laughs> that was mental. I had no idea what was going the on. At that the point. Blood Dragon bit. Yeah, Trials of Blood Dragon. I yeah. thought that was really good. I really like that guy. <laughs> I don't know him personally, but that was bizarre. Oh, I like the cut of his jib. But no, no, to be fair, <laughs> I did like a lot of the trailer. I, did, I thought yes. the music was awful. No, no, I no. love the music. It's like Disagree crystal meth for your ears. <laughs> Kojima's got the worst taste in music. No, oh my goodness, we are going to fall what out. Was, it was yeah. awesome. What was one he did for Metal Gear Solid 5? There was a ga- was it a garbage song? Somebody like, it was really good though. And then he had um he does like nuclear key. as well for That's really good. Yeah, that's a great song. Yeah. yeah. That was for five. That was the E three five that was, yeah. Yeah, but they had one for another E three trailer where okay. I think it was a garbage song and that was yeah. excellent as well. Some so. of the some of the tracks actually that you can have on the helicopter are good. But as I said, he does like Keen. So. Well, I think the thing with the song that he and with the trailer in general, it was packed with kind of hints I mean it was typically Hideo Kojima in that it raised more questions than answers like clearly this is a brand new IP we don't know anything about it Um, but what we saw was quite confusing and I think the the song kind of summed that up when you delve into the lyrics of it there's this real sense that this is a massive comeback for Kojima like he's been through a hell of a lot with Konami this is the first time he's breaking out by himself so the lyrics are like um Never found, waiting for my words, seen but never heard, buried underground, but I'll keep coming and make your heart proud. Mm. And that's like repeated over and over again through the trailer. There's a sense that he's kind of like, he was literally silenced by Konami. And then now he's coming back. This is his brand new kind of baby. And literally there was a baby in the trailer. There's like, there's all the, like this is a man who, normally I wouldn't read into a trailer this much, but this is Hideo Kojima. He loves kind of allegory and symbolism and kind of teasing and kind of making fans second guess what he's going to be doing next. Yeah. Um, we it, saw that a lot. It really looks like um, there's this Japanese comic artist called Junji Ito. And we had Guillermo del Toro in the studio, in the old studio a while back. And when he was going to be working on this horror game with, uh, with Kojima, um, they had Junji Ito come on and he was doing a lot of the art for the game and if you look at some of Junji Ito's comics there's so much like the sort of weird visuals that we saw in the trailer oh, so I wonder if that relationship between Kojima and Junji Ito is still going on and he's actually going to be using him for that I really hope that's the truth if you read the book called Gyo which is amazing and it really reminded me of uh, what we saw in that trailer sort of thing um, but like you made a really good point <coughs> which was which one was it? I made uh, lots of good points. You do make lots of good points, but about <laughs> Death Stranded in particular, and basically, like, we're not going to see that game for oh, years. No. 2019 no. minimum. You can yeah, do whatever definitely. you want. I think yeah. it'll be out in 2018. I think it's good. I think, no. no way can it be out in 2018. I mean, look at his track record. He always takes about three or four years. You can't do that. I think they rushed You can take out. three or four years with Metal Gear. Yeah. Fine. But this will be out in 2018. No, I think Maybe. I think we could even like not see this until 2020 potentially. Absolutely open not. the stakes. Yeah. Open the stakes. Absolutely not. No, I really think so because because <clears throat> you know, like I just said, this means so much to him. Clearly, yeah. this is this is like. I don't know, does it? Yeah, this is so. Like, well, like nah, even, even I think him, you can take that long. You can take that much time with something that you know is going to do well 
No one has given him four years. <laughs> I mean, it's his own company. He can do whatever he wants. Yeah, I suppose. But, but exactly. It is but. his own company. He can do whatever he wants. He has this partnership yeah. with Norman Reedus that everybody adores. Why? Like, also, I, don't yeah, yeah. I really don't get this, right? He's everyone's, all right. Everyone's losing their shit going, oh, yeah, Norman Reedus. Who cares? Like, he's I, all right. I liked him in Blade 2. Like, like, you know, what, you know, so what, what else, else he in? Except for Walking Dead, right? Yeah. Um, the, the only, he did Triple Nine recently, didn't he? Uh, I didn't watch that film there. Um, is it, is he? He's the other one from uh, Boondock Saints, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. one of those. Yeah, yeah. Again, he's all right in yeah. that. <laughs> he's all like, right. Why, everyone's going on about this. Like, I can understand Kiefer Sutherland. You think, okay, he's got some like acting chops. Yeah. We've seen him do. What has Norman Reedus done that I everyone's think, so excited by? I think he, people just bearing in mind Hidekojima likes Keen. <laughs> I can't stress that enough. I think people. it's a case of he just had him in that PT, and it's it's almost like delivering <laughs> yeah. on a promise, isn't it? It's like, well, I'm doing this game, whether you like it or not. It's completely yeah. different. By the way, uh, yeah, what sort of game yeah. do you think Death Stranding is? Well, no Hideo Kojima has said that it's going to be an action game. Yeah. I yeah. thought um, puzzle game. Well, like, I was going to go for a puzzle app. Just because the trailer is so puzzling. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just love it if it's something completely out of left field. Yeah, no, but, yeah. he has said it's going to be action, but you know, this is Kojima. I bet you it'll be an action game, but it's going to have supernatural elements. It's going to have something a little bit creepy and offbeat. It's yeah. not going to be an action game as we know it. And this is why I think it should be a four-year development cycle because this is a brand new IP. Something new can be brought to the table. He can reinvent the wheel in terms of what we expect from like action genres, bring in something completely new. I, I would want him to take more time over it. Well, four years is too long. He was recently doing <laughs> like the tour to get a game engine. So they yeah. haven't even got the, like, the groundwork laid out. Also, yet. four years. Like, you can do a presidential term in four years. <laughs> and he's just going to make a little game, is he? For four years. This is the thing, right? I know we spent a lot of time talking on Death Stranding. So we were going to do two, uh, yeah. two highlights each. That, Let's, that, maybe just do one each. Just do one each. But why... This is the thing, right? Do you guys like Arrested Development? Yes. Do you like Arrested Development season? Do you like Arrested Development at all? Have you I seen mean, Arrested Development? I've seen this bits is gonna be of it. This is going to be slightly lost on you. Yeah. But I'm going to do it anyway because I'm sure yeah. there's a lot no, of people No, no, I'm like sure it. it's a brilliant reference. So Arrested Development, Series 1. Awesome. Series 2. Awesome. Series 3. Awesome. Series 4. Absolute dog shit. Yeah. So what <laughs> happened in Series one, 1 to 3 is they were confined and they were had to bend to... Uh, a studio's rule and they even referenced that in the show several times and they referenced well. it in the show several times it's like quite a really punk rock series in that respect yeah. where you know they were always taking the piss out of the fact that they were bound to the studio yeah. all the time please tell your friends about this show exactly yeah, yeah. it's hilarious really really good because that's the kind of show that it was when they were allowed to do whatever they want because they went to Netflix the show was cancelled then they went to Netflix and they were basically allowed to do what they want so they would take, in, take off all the constraints that they had to work within and it wasn't very good uh, like that, that, that's not some the people, story though because they no, also had other constraints I know I know as well but like some people's creativity <clears throat> like you uh, thrives under rules and constraints yeah. whereas I think give Kojima like I don't know complete free reign and it could be an absolute I do see your point shit show the, <laughs> the terror like season you get 4 of Arrested yeah. Development with a blank page blank pages are yeah. really scary and they are incredibly open and 
But I think he hasn't got a blank page. He's just got pictures of like just whales bleeding, <laughs> bleeding on all of his notebooks. What's this? What's this in his notebook? Just all whales bleeding and crying. Yeah, yeah. They're all just eating noodles. That's a game. As well. That massive noodles. oily <laughs> slick blood that Norman Reedus sees on his hands. That's what Kojima does with the blank page. He just does yeah. finger painting. Just. I did, to be fair, I'm being really mean. I did actually really like Death, Death Strand in the trailer. I think like as a piece of I guess art and. Mm. It's really interesting in that way. I thought it was a really exciting addition to have to the press conference because I didn't expect them to yeah. roll Kojima no. out so quickly. No, no. and well, what's really interesting about the conference is PlayStation really kept fans happy by just having gameplay trailer after gameplay trailer. Normally they'd bring on a developer who'd talk through the game, do an introduction, but no, the pacing was kept really quickly. Yeah. Kojima was the only developer that they brought out to introduce his game. Like he had yeah. special standing in that sense. Mm-hmm. And to be fair though, like we talked about this the other day um, in like just a meeting about what developer, because like we get movie people in all the time. We get like actors and directors and stuff in all the time. But, you know, developers, how many developers could you say are on that kind of level? There's a handful. Mm. Mimoto? Yeah. There's not, there's not that many at all, which, no. which I mean, like, yeah. you bring Kojima out for what it means, I think that's really, really good. Yeah. Um, let's, let's move on. We've yeah. talked about this a lot Definitely. now. <laughs> <laughs> um, move on! Dale, what was your highlights? Uh, I did two, but considering we're going out to one, I'd make the two really quick. Yeah, uh, yeah we, we can do it too quickly. The first was South Park and the Fractured Butthole. So good. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing display. Yeah. The fact that they brought Matt and Trey out there, I think, helped immensely because you get all these press conferences, people just trying to make jokes all the time and it yeah. always falls flat, but these guys are actually funny and like they were just, yeah. just them talking was funny. Yeah, alone. absolutely. Yeah. And, and that was made it so much easier to watch. But the reality is I thought the Stick of Truth was an amazing game anyway. So good. Loved it. I loved yeah. South Park. I thought the RPG worked really well and yeah. the fact that, I mean, it linked up with the TV show, you know, when they did those episodes that linked up with the yeah. the game as well. But it was incredible and they're not just resting on their laurels this time. actually changing everything up. Yeah. Like, so now it was all about, did you play the first one? I didn't. It's awesome. Okay. So it was all uh, kind of Game of Thrones inspired and they were all like warring factions and stuff and you were a new kid in town. But this time they've gone for a superhero show, uh, yeah, superhero inspired. And uh, it looks fantastic. And it's a really good take on um, the Marvel phase program and things like that. The trailer That's was really incredible. Funny, yeah. I loved the, the civil war element that they're bringing in. Yeah. They've just got their finger on the pulse. Do you know on that trailer, they had the big wall behind them that had the plan. Yeah. Yes. So I paused earlier just to like, read a few things and there was little notions like Kenny's Netflix series, which was addressed. That's funny. And there's one that was in brackets that said director video. Another one that intro intro a chick, it said, no. in phase three. Another one that said live at Coachella. <laughs> I just thought that's a great attention to detail. Yeah. I love South Park anyway. I think that's what I like yeah. most about the like, stick of truth is like the attention to detail, the stuff in the background. Absolutely. There's so many just throwaway jokes that you might never see. But well, they show but, it on stage as well, you know, like things like if you don't leave a room for a certain amount of time, like yeah. Cam was like, seriously, there's the door over there. What are you, what are you waiting for? I yeah. told you to leave. Little things like that, all these detail, all these things you look at and then it opens all these dialogue trees and and you get dialogue written by the guys who write South Park yeah. as well. So if you love South Park, it's I mean, fantastic. I mean, I'm excited for that game. I think it's going to be yeah. really, really good. Totally. I'll do I'll do one of I'll do one of my highlights and then we'll come back. Cool. To it yeah. We're racing through these. That's good. Yeah. Um. So one of the biggest things that I really liked was the Resident Evil Seven mm. playable demo thing. Yeah. Um. So they announced Resi Seven as basically. So last year, E3, Capcom had Kitchen, which is like virtual reality sort of tech demo for Morpheus. Terrifying. Um, it's awesome. It was really, really good. It was, it was the first thing I played last year at E3. Um, and it was probably the best thing or one of the best things. 
But this year they announced that Kitchen was actually kind of like a teaser for Resident Evil 7. Um, and a version, not quite Kitchen, but a, ver- a playable demo was available straight away um, awesome uh, as soon as the PlayStation conference finished, which was amazing. Um, Rory and I were cutting things from making like a video of these different things. So we did a let's play of the kitchen of the Resi 7 demo at like 7 in the morning having been up for about 23 <laughs> hours poor, poor um, man. and it's yeah it's hard there's actually a video on Roy's Twitter as well of me playing the game at like quarter past six in the morning uh, having not slept for almost a day and then Rory coming up and scaring me <laughs> um, I was so fuming for him but I, I remember I saw him that he was filming so I stopped myself from going mad yeah. thank god but um Cooper, <laughs> Krupa went to play uh, the demo yesterday and showed that video of Rory scaring me to the director. Yeah. And apparently he loved it. Awesome. That's good. Well, uh, Um, me and Alicia followed suit as well yesterday, lunchtime. Yeah. Because we we saw you guys play it and we're like, we really want to play it. So Mm. we came in the studio, turned all the lights off. Nice. Turned the volume right up. And there was a couple of good moments in there. I mean, on the whole, though, to be negative slightly, I found it slightly disappointing. Okay. And I think I'm looking, I'm measuring it against PT. Oh, you can't measure against PT. And uh, that's where, the, to its detriment really, because yeah. PT was just so, so good. Like, yeah. uh, just pulling the fear out of you. That's horrible. And I thought, we, we played through the Resi demo twice. Mm. And the first time it was pretty scary. The second time we went just to see if we missed anything. Yeah. It we, absolutely wasn't scary in the slightest, just bowled straight through it. No we problem. just sprinted yeah. through. Because even once you, once you see the scares, the scares actually that they build up to, they're quite good at setting the tension. Yeah, and yeah. The, the creepy, open doors and stuff but then once you see there's nothing there the yeah. thing that's meant to scare you don't yeah. want to spoil it for people who've not played it mm. it's you're kind of just like oh that's actually not that yeah. and there's one scare you can totally miss we've already spoke about this yeah. but yeah. There, there's one certain scare I won't spoil it but we saw the first time absolutely terrified us yeah. that was the bit for me that scared me nose and our second playthrough we went and did something else and you miss it and yeah me and Rory you, missed it on and you and Rory missed it as well yeah. which is a bit annoying because I thought that was the best one by apparently the there's a bunch of different endings as well I'm going to have another go at lunch really? oh really yeah, yeah. apparently there's a couple of different what, endings that's what we tried to get because yeah. on our second playthrough so we ran around because we were trying to see whether potentially there was like a different exit to the house or and we did find different items so we found we found like a finger in a drawer that was just a mechanical finger and we were like maybe we could like poke (laughs) poke the monster's eye out can you use that as the fuse (laughs) we tried to we tried to use it on the fuse it didn't work like so we were yeah we couldn't find but that was the thing at the top of the stairs there's a button like a big red button we couldn't figure out what to do with that well that's what the fuse I'm sure that's that's what the fuse fuse does fuse does what activates the stairs? Yeah. Okay. Maybe. Uh, and then there was bits when you walk past and you hear noise upstairs. And the first time we just legged it past. Second time we're like, let's go and investigate. And there's yeah. nothing up there. And there's nothing up there. And then there was like mm. bit where you know there's a when you first approach it, there's a ladder down. Yeah. And on our second time we picked up the key and just legged it. But the second I looked for it and the ladder's not there and things. And yeah, you drop you down. Can, you couldn't no. climb can't drop down. down. Can't okay, drop down right, yeah. So it seems like it's is really short and really limited. Yeah. But I like. I appreciate the the gesture and the idea of putting, yeah. releasing a demo right now to give you the yeah, vibe, and it was still surprisingly cool. resi in places. You know, with uh, the inventory management. And yeah, I like, like that. that. Yeah, mm-hmm. made it um, feel still a, a touch of Resident Evil, but with something new. See, so like I'd heard rumors that this is this what happened at the conference was actually what was going to happen. So I'd heard rumors with this like last year. Yeah, and I just thought that basically, you know, res the like Resident Evil Six a lot of people didn't like yeah so I think like Capcom needed to get so you know back on people like back on get the horror nerds back on side yeah and they did with Kitchen so I so then basically you know then it becomes uh, clear that actually Kitchen is part of the Resident Evil universe blah 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 
I thought that was all bollocks. Yeah, same. Um, I thought basically they just made a tech demo that ended up being really good and then gone, shit, yeah. call it Resi. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she wanted um, something else. You say this, but apparently there is a hidden seven in the kitchen demo. Well, this is what I did. So, uh, not in the demo, but there's a seven in the kitchen logo. Yeah. Um, and it's not hidden, it's just there. Yeah. Um, and I showed it to Dale. Dale was just like, well, yeah, it's got to be it. That's, that's so. Well, I just, I feel like it's. A coincidence, maybe we're looking too hard for it. I don't but think then it you is though, because maybe. all the letters, right, are. I was going to draw it, but I'm not going <laughs> to. All, all the letters are like blocks and yeah. they're fine. But the T, which has the seven in it, is cut. But it looks like it's that sort of dirty grain that's but all none the way of the other, the font. None of the other letters are broken though. Yeah. I don't know. I'd love it if you were right, because yeah. that means their intent was there from day one. Which is awesome. Yeah. I like mm. that idea. If you're not, it's just there. But I can't I can't remember Kitchen enough, because I'm sure there's guns on the floor. Right. And there is basically implied that it's like a detective. Okay. I'm sure it was. I never played that. But I can't remember. I can't remember. I, it was I like a year it. ago. I can't remember. I don't remember. remember there being guns. But, but yeah. then again, I played it mostly with my eyes shut. Yeah. <laughs> Off, you you off, can, um, on the Resi demo, just one last thing, you can like really break the illusion as well. Yeah. Like I was trying to do at yeah. one point by just because there's bits where you're obviously in control and you can just go, like they're, they're basically directing you to stand in yeah. some places. You can totally mess with that and just yeah. like see where the seams are and stuff as well. It was quite funny though, because obviously like you often set up the cameras and do the framing for when yeah. we're doing anything in the studio. <laughs> so when I was playing it with Dale and the guy's like, oh, frame up this shot. And Dale was like taking it really seriously, going like, oh, I've got to get the angle just that's right. <laughs> yeah, I needed to make it look right. <laughs> One of the other things, Alyssa, that you put down is, and this is something, right? When I saw it before, uh, another E3 or whatever I saw it, I just couldn't be asked with it. And I saw more and I couldn't be asked with it even more. It's kind of like Emperor's New Clothes, where everyone <laughs> seems to see something that I don't, but Horizon Zero Dawn. So the reason why I love Horizon Zero Dawn so much is because it takes two things that should be the utter antithesis of each other. Like you've got this Far Cry, far cry Primal-esque kind of Neolithic style arrows and sticks and stones gameplay mm. with futuristic cyborg robots and it mashes them together into what I think comes out as a really beautiful fusion. And I'm really intrigued to see how that goes into the gameplay kind of sticks and yeah. stones versus yeah. mechanics. Um, and just the idea, I, I, I'm always excited by new IPs. You know, E3 is often dominated by... You know, we're seeing Dishonored 2, Call, new Call of Duty, you know, the continuations in franchises that we've already seen. But this is such a fresh new idea. It's got a really, really cool, I think a really, really cool looking <laughs> shaking his head. <laughs> I think it's really cool, you know, this idea of a post-apocalypse. We, we have loads of post-apocalyptic games, but this yeah, is we've a got another one now as well. But this is a post-apocalyptic game set a thousand years into the future when the post, it's like the post-post-apocalyptic. I thought it was set in the past. No, no, no. I thought you said it in like a weird no, past. No, it's, it's after, so the the future, in the future, the world has been destroyed and a thousand years on. Right. So we've been reduced to kind of sticks and stones tribes people under the thumb of this kind of mechanical Robots. world. Robots, okay. Robot okay. dinosaurs basically rule the earth. Didn't know all that. Do you know? And that's really cool. Yeah. Do you know why I didn't like it? Do you know um, I, you're going to say something like, oh, her hair was weird or... No. <laughs> it's because... All the bells and whistles of the game, and it does look cool, it's like giant enemies and shit like that. All that, and the gameplay they showed was uh, you going after a boss and shooting bits of yellow 
on the boss. Like it's a Capcom that's, trope. That's right? Zelda. Yeah. <laughs> like that is old. That's such old ideas of just like shoot for the thing that's glowing. Yeah. And I was looking at going. That looks boring as fuck. <laughs> Well, I mean, Guerrilla Games, who make it, they're the guys who made Killzone. So their background is doing first-person shooters. Mm. And this is the very first open-world RPG that yeah. they've kind of created. So, I mean, uh, we've we've not... that That's the only bit of the gameplay that we've seen. And obviously yeah. they're going to be taking tropes, learning from what other people have done. And I think the, the true innovation here comes in the concept. And hopefully, further down the line, we'll see that they've done something slightly cooler with the gameplay. I I, yeah. I disagree. Like, the, I mean, the concept sounds interesting, but it's not the reason why I'm interested in the game. And that, I think that's just the core mechanics. Like, it looks fast. It looks fluid. There's lots of like, you know, when she's sliding through her knees, and there's mm. quick fires, bow and arrows, setting up traps, and it just looks uh, like a different style of playing with a bow and arrow to me. That looks yeah, interesting. As for the actual narrative and things. Like you said, these are the guys who made Killzone, which is boring as hell. Like yeah. it's fun to play, but really boring. Like narratively, it's I, a grey old game. Yeah, I could care less about the story in that game. So I don't have high hopes for their story. It, nice and colourful yeah. though. Yeah, lots of yellow. <laughs> it is That's very colourful. One thing, Dale, you've put down, which is probably one of my highlights as well, was We Happy Few. Yeah. So, uh, Alyssa, you've not seen anything of this yet well you? I was about to look it up and Dale was like don't do it don't do it I want to I want to bring you into it on so, the podcast yeah, yeah. creepy so, so um, not you the game <laughs> so it's a game made by Compulsion Games who made previously Contrast which I, I never played that. Played it no yeah. it's really good fun it was mm. free on PlayStation Plus for a while but this is a Xbox game preview so which you can actually play in July 26 so it's not far away at oh, all oh that's cool that's really soon so the best way to describe it for me is it looks like Bioshock yeah. in so many ways, but it's a, yeah, it, it all they showed was really narrative, and it shows that it sets a world. I think it's in England in 1964, where there's people that take uh, like happy pills, like joy pills, and that like you know helps their their sensory their surroundings look visually appeasing. And this, what you see in the trailer, is a guy who's not taking his pill. He's just stopped taking his pill, mm. and you get to see like these fluctuations. Like you see someone else being killed because he stopped taking his, and they're called yeah. downers if they're downers. Taking I see, and there's a bit when they go in a room and there's a piñata and they're saying, oh, come on, it's a Mexican tradition, hit the piñata with us. And he hits the piñata and then he sort of, the veil comes off his eyes and he sees like, it's, I think it's a rat, isn't it? It's a like dog a, a big yeah. dead rat or something. And they're all like feasting on it. Like they think it's sweets, but they're like putting blood in their mouth stuff. Yeah, it's gross. And then the guy starts like throwing oh, wow. up. And then all of a sudden he's being like chased by police and it just looked really interesting. And it's, it's bonkers, so Bioshocky yeah. that... I'm sold on that. That's alone. really interesting. Yeah. But the reference, the reference, just I've not seen the trailer, but mm. I would probably have gone for like a Brave New World reference with that, and yeah. that's really exciting because I've often, often when a developer pitches a game to us as journalists, they'll say, you know, this game is like Bioshock, but set in the 1960s, yeah. and their frame yeah. of reference will always be another game. But it's really exciting, and the the games that are the most revolutionary are the ones that take their inspiration from literature or from art mm -hmm. or from outside the games industry. And so by taking that kind of dystopian yeah. Brave New World 1984 kind of vibe and pulling it in, it's like when Monument Valley took Escher and kind of his crazy paintings and created this completely, this game-changing game. Yeah. So that sounds kind of it right was, up It was a really screen. intriguing trailer. Like it took a while in the trailer for it to really like get going as yeah. well, but it's something about it. I mean, I was watching it on the train, on my phone, like I was watching the press conference. And it just hooked me in and my eyes were glued to the screen the entire time. It was quite long. It was like five minutes long as well. So I think it was a really brave thing to 
to show that trailer, that version of the trailer without showing like gameplay or anything yeah, like that. Yeah. And yeah, I, I'm in. I, I want to play this game. Like, Looks I, awesome. I want to watch yeah. this trailer. That's the first yeah. thing I'm doing when we get off this yeah. podcast. The other thing that was one of my highlights last year and again was one of the highlights this year was For Honor. Yeah. Um, which is That's a game. so good. You didn't like it? <laughs> no, I just thought that it was too long, like how much they showed of it. I, I kind of got a bit this. bored eventually. It just looks like Rise to me. Right? It doesn't feel or play like Rise it. at all. So I haven't played it, so yeah, I don't know. It, yeah, that's really good, because there's lots of people going, oh, it looks a bit like Rise. Doesn't, like, what sets this apart from Rise is, this is a game <laughs> that you play, um, which is really good. So it doesn't just look good. I've only played the multiplayer, not the single player, but the multiplayer is bad ass. What's the deal with the combat then? So I saw like weird sort of it's diagram hard. on screen. That was, it was, is it like kind of quick timey, but with an analog stick? No, 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 it's not quick timey. So it's basically, you control like different swings yeah uh, so you basically have control of like a lot of limbs and things like that as you're going around so and you have to counter a lot of the combat is based on countering yeah um, I've only played as the knight so it's a lot easier to, obviously you're using like a sword to block yeah, yeah. and then push off and things like that but it kind of like, you've got to be really quick. Okay. So if you're coming at me like low, I can come out, I can slice across like your shoulder to try and get you. Right. Um, so, uh, but then I leave myself open then like to you. So you've got to decide on, you know, giving up a little bit of ground on there to get like a hard hit at the top or something like that. It's so good. Sounds like a more complicated version of the boss in Uncharted 4. It's really complicated. Yeah. Like, it's, I only played multiplayer, so it's really hard because you've got four, it's 4v4 I played. Yeah. And then as well as having like four humans you're fighting against, you're also fighting against AI as well. There's a lot of AI people running around, but it was kind of like a capture the flag we were playing. So you have to like basically divide your time between the AI people. Then they'd be like, oh, this there's one person trying to take our base now. So you've got to like, kind of like swarm to the base and okay. three of you take out one person and stuff. It's so good. I'm gagging to play it. I hope oh, it gets better games come then. I Hopefully, think, yeah. yeah. It'd be really good if we can... Because I played with three people who I didn't know. Yeah. I played with three people I didn't know at E3. And I was the only one talking. And we lost. <laughs> um, and then I played it with three people I didn't know at um, Gamescom. And every two people were talking. It was a lot better. But I reckon if you were playing with people that you knew and you're a lot yeah. more confident and stuff, it's going to be really, really good. It'll awesome. be like a destiny raid when uh, you're yeah. like all actually working together. Like Overwatch, you know, yeah. when you're talking, it helps yeah, big time. Exactly. I'd really like us all. Hopefully, at Gamescom, we can all have a go and like, awesome. get involved. Yeah. I think that'd be really, really good. But those are our highlights. Okay, so any disappointments then, Dale? Yeah, I'll go first. I wrote Rocksteady doing another Batman game. Mm. What's your problem? Um, What's your beef with that? Well, I love Is it Rocksteady. the only people I want doing Batman games except for Telltale. Also. No, I love Rocksteady. Like, I love the Batman track. I didn't like Arkham Knight. And there's a lot of people that are not fans of Arkham Knight. And I love yeah. that game. I like. I just felt like that was, okay, we feel like we're done now. I really like Rocksteady as a developer. Let's see what else they can do. Right, okay. And uh, I, f I really was convinced that they were doing something else. And to, to sort of slip back into a Batman game. And to be a negative a Batman VR game which doesn't interest me in the slightest especially here in the previews of it as well it sounds really boring it's just it sounds like he's just put you're just putting on clothes as Batman and then you're walking around and you're you're doing some detective stuff, but like the the best bit of the Batman, I want from games, Batman game though. No, what I want from an Arkham game, I loved the combat more than anything. I thought the combat was made it infinitely right, playable. Okay. See, I think that so that, that won't be there. That is a good game. point. I do like the combat in uh, Batman games. Yeah. 
but I also he's the world's greatest detective no. like I want him detecting <laughs> stuff like the best bit from Arkham Knight is like a mission really early on like the serial killer yeah, one yeah. Mm. that's the best mission in it because you're actually you detecting stuff yeah uh, see, I, no, I like those I like those missions but I don't have this affinity for Batman being a detective yeah. I mean I never read the comic book so maybe that's why I've only seen like film yeah. versions of him and stuff so there's never that affinity there and I just think it's rock steady like they could be working on something new they could be creating a great new IP but I don't think and maybe they are maybe they're doing both they definitely are yeah. because there's, they're, they're working on something else because yeah. there's no way is the entire the studio working yeah. on that well I was hopeful that they were going to be because I felt like it might be time for them to announce what they're working on if they were yeah. going early I suppose and then to come out with a Batman VR and I'm, I'm just not that interested in VR to be honest and to be honest I think part of it is we saw a massive spate at the conference especially in the PlayStation conference mm. of really big AAA games who are bringing out out an expansion on VR. Yeah, like we so saw the Resi did that. Stuff. We saw the Resi yeah. stuff. Yeah. We saw well a, a different conference. We saw the uh, the Star Trek kind of stuff coming out. Oh, I that's think it's, so good. Which looks which looks awesome. And I think to be honest, actually, what what's happened to Rocksteady is they've been pulled into a wider push to try and get virtual reality makers. The actual guys who make like the Oculus and mm. PlayStation VR and stuff yeah. have gone. What's going to get players? buying our really expensive piece of kit. Yeah. Well, let's get the games that they love, the big AAA games, and let's make a AAA experience that's familiar to them. On So, like, that's... I, I, I think they basically went to Rocksteady and said, can you make this? But and I that's feel what like, they've done. Like Capcom and... Who was the other one you mentioned? There was uh, Battlefield Battle, as well. No, uh, Battle, well, Star, Star Wars Battlefield. Battlefront and stuff. Yeah. I don't mind those ones because like when I was first they said about Resi and it said VR, I was like, oh shit, like is it, I'm going to have to buy a VR headset to play this game. And then they said, oh, you can play it normally as well. Yeah. Perfect. That's perfect for me because most of my game and I want to sit on the couch, I'm old school. I mean, I, I don't mind VR, but it's in 15 minute bursts. I'll have a go on VR. That's about it. See, I love VR. No, it's just... And you've written here, VR War, as your disappointment. Yes. Well, so this, this leads into Project Scorpio, which... Xbox came out, one of the biggest things that they revealed at their conference yeah. was um, that they're going to have, I think it's the most powerful console in history. Oh, and so this is their answer basically to the PlayStation 4 Neo. Mm -hmm. And what's Which Sony didn't mention at all. Which Sony didn't mention at all. And so this is massive shots fired from Microsoft because what they're essentially saying is we've entered the VR race because it's packed with tons of tech. Like yeah. How many teraflops? What about gigaflops? I did write it down. <laughs> Six million. teraflops of processing power. They've got a brand new CPU and GPU. And the idea yeah. is that now, you know, we're going to see virtual reality on Xbox. Whereas before, everyone's just been talking about Did you about think that's what it was all VR. about? I felt like it was more just a power movers and saying, let's get out the gate first. Let's make aspects more powerful right. because we want to win. We want the moniker of being more powerful console. Well, I mean, that, that's definitely an element because mm. when, you, when you break down some of the games, like um, one of the Assassin's Creed games, both consoles had said that they, you know, processed at 1080p, but actually when you broke it down, it was only 900p on the Xbox, com yeah. like compared to... That was a lot of games. Like, like a lot of games, that happened. So with this new console... Couldn't less of a shit about that. But, but no, but, but people <laughs> really... Anyone who does... Is an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this game's already run up this much. Fuck off. I'm, I'm usually like that with, with frame rates as well. Ugh. So, like, sometimes I don't like it when games are running at 60. I mean, I can tell the difference. Part of course, my job, really. But 
it doesn't bother me. If it's no. game locked, that's all I care about. Just being locked. I think locked. with the war of the consoles, because the line separating Xbox and PlayStation 4 is actually so thin, yeah. stuff like that, when it comes to people researching their consoles, makes kind of the difference, which I think is why they're making such a big deal of it. Mm. But crucially, I, I do think that virtual reality is a massive part of this move. But I, it's kind of, for me, I don't know, this whole... I've put it in disappointment just because... It's just very kind of cat and dog kind yeah. of. It, it, it's I don't think it is. I don't feel like it is. Uh, did you, I don't feel like Microsoft were meant. Did they even mention VR? I, mean, they, I think they got a yeah, deal with Oculus. It was part of it. Yeah. Um, but, but it doesn't seem like that's their big push. Yeah, I didn't feel like it was like cat and mouse or anything like that. I think maybe they're finding that VR doesn't work on Xbox One, so maybe they've done it. But Yeah, yeah no, I mean, it, it wouldn't work with the, the specs that no. Xbox have, so they've yeah. brought out this brand new console. But it, I haven't bought an Xbox One yet. <laughs> Let alone Project <Yeah>. Scorpio. <laughs> Xbox One S. Looks like you're gonna have to buy a PlayStation 4 Neo as well. Like, the, well, and, and I think that's I think that's my key disappointment of it in the sense that like previous generations, you kind of you bought your PlayStation 3, you bought your PlayStation 2, your Xbox, whatever, and that was it. That was your lot. Yeah. Whereas here, and it's and it's it's a disappointment, but it's also part of a massive excitement because I'm really excited about virtual reality, and yeah. I think we're at a really interesting turning point in how we consume our games. So yeah. while I'm really excited about it, it's so annoying that you have to now spend however much money buying not just the headset itself, but like a brand new console. You don't have to buy the console. I mean, then they are saying it will be you will be able to play Neo on PlayStation Four. Whether the experience is lacking exactly. and how long that will last well, for, that's who the knows? Thing. It's it's the experience, and like yeah. Probably at some point you are going to have to buy a new console because the virtual reality games are going to become so much more powerful and so much more powerful and the experience will become better and better and we won't be able to play it. This on is banking console. on virtual reality games taking off, this which is, I'm still yes. sceptical about. I'm not sure. If it's I think going. they will. I think I'm they will. Sure. The games that I've played, especially I did the Toy Box demo yeah. last so year's good. E3, which was just that that convinced me. Yeah, it's amazing. It's so much fun. Maybe I just yeah. haven't played enough games. I've I only think, done I a handful. Is is, yeah. yeah. Mm. So I'm looking forward to trying out some more, but I'm skeptical as it stands. My disappointment was, and I really thought we were going to see something just... And I thought I actually thought we were seeing it, and then it turned out there wasn't Naughty Dog doing it. Yeah. it was, oh, days gone. Yeah. Um, but it was no Naughty Dog. Yeah, and Crash Bandicoot does not count. Yes, it does. No, it doesn't. It was Absolutely made by them originally. So um, I, I, I generally thought we were going to see something from Naughty Dog about what they're working on next. What did you want to? What did you want to see? The Last of Us Two would have been the obvious two. one, wouldn't yeah. it? But yeah. is that how far line, how far the line down that is that game? I like, think you know? I think Last of Us Two is at such early development stage. It would have saddened me slightly. If there but was I, I kind of don't want them to be working on Last of Us Two. I'd rather them be working on something else. A brand new IP. I, mean, I yes. thought Days Gone was that, and then it wasn't. No, it, because it, yeah. that was too similar to the Last of Us. Like really even, even watching it, I was kind of like, oh, this does have real Last of Us vibes. It's, got, it's actually got zombies and shit yeah. in it as well. I thought it was just going to be like. You didn't have zombies in it. I thought that was going to be yeah, like a really good exactly. thing. It was just like, it's going to focus on like, you know, survival, but without zombies in it. I was talking to Dan Kilby, Sad Dan, about yeah. it. And he, he was saying like, that was one of his highlights. And I was mm. like, it looked like another one of those games with Sons of Anarchy thrown in as well. And I was like, it, honestly, it's not, doing, it's not doing it for me right now. Like, yeah. I need to see more of that game. But Yeah, no. but I was disappointed not to see any Nordog, but I guess it is super soon after Uncharted has come out yeah but they, they've yeah. always been working like I think Uncharted 3 and Last of Us were working they were making them in tandem weren't yeah. they so who knows how far I think without a doubt they're doing The Last of Us 2 how far down oh, the yeah. line no they definitely are yeah. Yeah. Um, but, and hopefully they're working on something new after Uncharted maybe that's where they start yeah. as well 
So we haven't mentioned a bunch of stuff like Zelda, mm. uh, God of War, yeah, and loads of other stuff. But that is because we have three males out <laughs> in LA for us, and they've recorded an extra special bit of audio. I think they're going to be talking about like their highlights um, of E3. So let's throw to Joe, Alex, and Krupa right now. We're still alive. We're at E3. Um, I'm Daniel Krupa. I'm joined by Alex and Joe. Hello. I would say you're barely alive, to I'm be honest. I'm barely alive. <laughs> I, I just, I'm a husk of a human being. I think Why it, the fuck did we choose I, to record a podcast the I day know, after our party? That's a terrible idea. We are like, yeah, we'll definitely do a dispatch from E3. And this morning, like, oh, Christ. We woke up to watch England Wales at six in the morning. Well, we tried to wake up at six in the morning. <laughs> Watching in my pants. <laughs> just running around the room shouting, fuck. <laughs> I think it's a good thing that this is just an audio section rather yeah, than video. Yeah, uh, okay, right, stay. Um, so, yeah, we're here at E3. IGN just celebrated 20 years of existing. And we're going to run through our favourite games of the show, best things we've played. Yeah. Um, who wants to go first? What well, do you want to go first, Joe? It's your first E3. Yes. A right, quick rundown. What did you think of the show itself? Uh, it's loud and big. <laughs> and yes. that's exactly what I expected. And that was nice. Well, it's American. That's how yes. they do things. Yes. Everyone's loud and big here. <laughs> They're all like nine foot tall. Unbelievable. <laughs> um, yeah, it's been really nice. And I got to see Sea of Thieves, which is, I think, is my game of the show. I think it's amazing. Yeah, like, so we played this together, didn't we? Yeah. And like... So you, they did a, re- a really clever thing with it, which is basically you walk onto the booth and you expect to just be playing like a, you know, just a, a kind of proof of concept demo. But what they did was you play in groups of four and one person is from Rare. And so they're telling you how to like pilot your ship, which is way more simulation than I expected. Like you've got to watch the direction of the wind. You've got to move like the angles of your sails to catch it properly. And you've got to like raise the anchor and the number of people doing those activities makes it quicker, so you work efficiently. Um, So you've got this guy telling you what to do, and you sail out into the sea, and you're like, oh, I kind of get this. And then it turns out everyone playing on that booth is in the same game. Right. And so all these ships meet in the middle and just have a massive battle. Um, Yeah, and it was just like, it's like nothing else at the show. In a a show defined by, like, big story-driven, single-player experience. I know you're having a pop at me because I'm going to talk about God of War. And minute, I'm not as yeah. interested in it. But, like, no, but all that stuff's really exciting. Yeah. But this just felt like something completely different, completely unexpected, and I can't wait to see what comes of it. Because you can also have a skeleton hand, drink, drink grog, and play a hurdy go. Uh, the, the most Nintendo-y touch of all time. Like, it's rare just harking back once more to, like, their rich history. It's like... Everyone can equip uh, an accordion or a hurdy-gurdy. Yeah. And if one person's playing and someone else joins in, it just synchronizes all the music. So you right. turn into like a proper band. So there's like a brilliant bit where we're in a proper pitched battle. People are like repairing the ship below deck. We're filling with water and me and Cooper are just on deck, just playing I, Ride of the Valkyries. I, 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 <laughs> But that's, you need that kind of support. Levity. Yeah. yeah. I, we were raising morale. Oh, it was so good. How does it work with, like, so it was how many people per team? Five or six? Uh, there were four per, uh, four or five? I think there was five in our crew. Yeah. But I don't know what the actual limit well, no, is. Right. It's an open, nice, big shared world. Right. Yeah. We bumped into um, <laughs> one of the, the rare guys, I think he was the creative director mm. on the game, and he was, I basically said, like, okay, I get it, but, like, how does the game work? Like, yeah. what do you do? Yeah. Um, and from what he could tell, it sounds like, you were saying it sounds like they don't 
quite have it no. set in stone yet. And I think it's like reactive development. I think yep. they're constantly playtesting it and seeing what people like to do in the game and going, oh, let's flesh that out more. Let's give people more of that. Right. So it's a very, like, sounds really wanky, but like an organic kind of development process where they're reacting to how people are playing it. Yeah, and like, but his basic idea is like, you, you will be able to join this game solo and you'll have a little boat to yourself and you can go and explore and see that world. Yeah. Or you can join with a crew of friends or you can join with a crew of strangers. And I'm almost most taken by the last one. Like, I'd, I'd love to for all of us in the office to be playing together at yeah. some point, but I definitely want a profile where I'm just joining random people and, like, getting to know a load of guys on a boat. <laughs> just wow. like, That's what he's always said. I was going to say, is this is my favorite experience. It's absolutely it. I should be in the Merchant <laughs> Navy. Um, but, yeah, it just seems, like, exciting and weird and different. Um, Alex, would you like to talk about one of the big brash noisy games? Yeah. Um, so God of War was shown at the press conference and we were sat next to each other. Uh, and after Ascension, which I reviewed for the site and I've spoken about many times on the podcast, which that, that just killed the series for me. Mm. But I thought the, uh, the reboot, for want of a better word, looked exceptional. Um, so obviously the demo they showed is with Kratos and his son. Uh, and it is the same Kratos. Um, is it? However many hundreds of years. So he's just later. like survived. Like he can't die, I guess. I guess not. He, like, I read this well, really nice not... quote where it's like he regards being a god a curse. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like I wonder if he survived and he's eventually got to the point where he feels like he can have a child again. And yes. so yeah, like so I went to a behind closed doors thing and they weren't talking about the the son or the mother or any of the backstory right. and how Kratos is where he is in mm. like Norse mythology. Um, but I just thought it was a brilliant reinvention of the game. It felt yeah. like God of War, um, but at the same time, it felt well, it felt exactly like Last of Us. Actually, it's like a, I was yeah. going to say like a post Last of Us version where it's like we can't just keep doing the bit where we yeah. rips people's heads off. I really wish that leak hadn't come out. You know, a couple of months back where they said it was going to be Norse. Because imagine yeah. seeing that for the first yeah. time. Like that change is so great. But like it's still knowing that it was going to be Norse. I think I just I expected it to be the same God same of War. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And, to like open with that kind of extended gameplay demo which was just a, a world away from what that series is yeah it, it was really impactful yeah, yeah. Um, I really and you like you're with your son through the entire game apparently that's yeah, what I was seeing yeah and like, like again they spoke briefly about it but not in too much detail like uh, during the demo you saw them like get XP for stuff yep. like runes to unlock more powers and Apparently that's stuff that you share across both of them, right. and like you indirectly control your son. Like you know when you're fighting the troll, you tell him to fire the arrows yeah. at him and stuff. Like I hope that. I don't hate my own son. He doesn't seem to like his own son. To yeah, be no, he's really angry. Like when that bit where he's like disappointed with him, and then like spice and rage is an option. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's like absolutely bollocking him. But even little shot him with an arrow to be fair, I'd be livid. Even yeah. touches, little touches, where just after he's killed the deer and obviously um, the stag, and he has problems, and doing he just it. holds his and hand he was behind, just him. about to yeah, pat him on the shoulder, and then he doesn't do it, and it's like you know he's come to terms with Deep all this kind of stuff. Yeah. It's like I think it's you know a really interesting. I didn't think we'd be having that conversation about God of War. No, like, it's just yeah. But when he does go mental, that's pretty cool as well. Like when it like it's properly brutal when he's punching that troll in the face. Was, my favourite bit is the bit where he's like strangling that monster yeah. and its jaw just sort of falls off. Yeah. Like he doesn't do anything to it. It's like it's so scared its own jaw falls off. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm very excited by the War. My dad's higher than your dad. My dad's Kratos. Yeah, that's pretty good. Um, yeah. 
I saw, well, I didn't see actually, I interviewed the man who's now directing um, the new Resident Evil 7. Yeah. Um, so we predicted this on the show and it came true. It was unveiled at um, Sony's press conference. And it's weird, like, they are calling it Resident Evil 7, mm. but it. Is it, it called Resident Evil 7 Biohazard? I think it way? is. I think it's called Resident Evil 7 Biohazard. Just to get, um, Does that mean in Japan, is, is, in Japan, is it going to be Biohazard 7 Resident Evil? <laughs> just <laughs> That would be cool as hell. <laughs> just tick every box. Yeah. Um, it's weird because like, it is canon. It is canonical. It, it's, it's, it's a sequel. It takes place in the same universe as the other Resident Evil game. But everything they're saying is it's in- unconnected. Okay. It's like um, a fresh start for the series. I think there will be a little illusions. I'm sure there's little Easter eggs in there. But new main character. But they're not talking about any specifics. Mm-hmm. Um, the PSN demo that went live during the conference is representative of the tone of the game, but it's actually not a slice of gameplay from the final game. Yeah. Um, everything they're saying is really cool, though. It's um, going back to the original Resident Evil, which I think everyone has always wanted that series to do for a long time. And they're saying it's influenced by 70s and 80s American horror movies. <sighs> Because the house that's in the key art looks a bit like, um, a bit like it's kind of southern gothic. Yeah, um, yeah. It's in rural America, and I think there's the strap plans like the family are waiting, which sounds very like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I said that to the director, and he was like, oh, maybe, maybe. So, and he's like, they wouldn't say specific influences, but he was like, yeah, 70s, 80s American horror, mm-hmm. where there's a house in the middle of like a field where you're too far away from civilization mm-hmm. for anyone to help. Yeah, yeah. And that's really cool. I'm really glad that's a thing now. Have you seen Outlast 2? Yeah. Same thing. Yeah. Like it's that like terrifying rural cult and yeah. you can't do anything. You just can't get away. Yeah, like, rural America. Right That's Absolutely amazing. Absolutely terrifying. <laughs> so scary. I'm in normal America and it's terrifying. I Imagine know. being in the rurals. <laughs> and I said to the director, was like, where like I was just trying to get any specifics out of him. It was like, where's the house at? And he was like being so kind, he turned around and was like, Where do you think it's at? And I was like oh, and I was like, Arkansas? That's Georgia? Ass, and he was like, Ooh, might be true. And I was like, oh, oh, man. come on now. Have you made this game? Um, but it's, Maybe you're making it. It's cool that it's coming out really soon. It's out in January next year, I think. It's interesting as well. Like We were talking about um, before, we'd heard something about it before the conference. And yeah. you'd been told that it was uh, like a young, different team. Yeah. But it turns out that's not true at all. Like No, like, it's so... A year ago, um, Capcom brought Kitchen, which was like a VR horror game, to E3. And... What they've now revealed is that was made by the Resident Evil team that are currently working on the new game. It was showcasing their engine, and I asked them, I "Was like, what is, what was the point of that? Was that like, was that a proof of concept? Was that like, uh, what was it? Was it like, was it always planned to be this kind of Easter egg like thing that you could reveal later? Ah, it's made by us. Yeah. And they were just saying that it, it's kind of they wanted to test the waters because they've shifted the game to first person, and mm. they wanted just to like, I think, kind of reassure the team that they were heading in the right direction and they brought it to E3 everyone was scared shitless and they were like cool we're on to something this is good I'm sure this is uh, everyone's heard this now but just in case you haven't there's a 7 hidden in the kitchen logo which is so cool like, is there? yeah the, the T's got a like a broken like whatever that bit at the top is was that not picked up at the time? the pang um, <laughs> yeah they've cut it off so it's like it's a 7 <sighs> it's amazing like that's Ob- cool as hell obvious now it's better than the giraffe in the Resident Evil 6 logo yeah. I, I was, no I thought you were going to say the giraffe in the Ubisoft conference <laughs> that was pretty bad the <laughs> clapping giraffe the sens- for a massacre yeah. that was good the sensitive giraffe well done guys yeah. <laughs> 
Okay, cool. Before we go, anything else? People well, the only other about? thing that I saw that wasn't so much a game, but a really good experience, was Batman VR mm. uh, or Arkham VR. Uh, so it's made by Rocksteady, and um, there was two parts to the uh, demo. The first part was becoming Batman. You start off as Bruce Wayne in like the ballroom. Alfred walks in, talks to you, says that something's up, gives you a key, and you like you've got the move controls. You literally reach out, pick up the key, put it into the piano, and lift up the piano lid. And then you tinkle on the ivories, and the whole thing goes and moves open, and you go down into the back cave, and it's just it's amazing. Um, the like, thing that doesn't really make sense is that like you're going to be like looking around and searching and stuff, but you're Batman. <laughs> like imagine Batman just be like, uh, like key in the piano, yeah. I guess, and like, oh, it's such a strange. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just had a stroke. <laughs> he doesn't move. Yes. That's really weird. Um, but there's like when you get all the way to the bottom, then you're presented with the bat suit, and you basically suit up. So you put your hands in, into these kind of gauntlet things, and they all sort of strap on and lock down. You pick up the cowl, and you can move it around, look inside the cowl, and you pop it on. And then you pick up the batarangs and throw them and test them, grappling hooks. Uh, uh, Alfred. He, he doesn't come down in the lift. <sighs> you're on your cool. own. Um, and then the second part is, which I guess more about what the game's going to be, it's basically detective mode. Mm-hmm. Um, like, you're presented in, uh, you're dropped into a back alley, and Nightwing has had his neck broken. Which Whoa. I thought was like, <laughs> I know, right. Uh, I can't imagine. Though, much, isn't it? I, yeah. can't, oh. I can't imagine though he's a character like that. Yeah. Uh, in the real thing, but anyway, uh, and then you have to kind of use his uh, detective analysis thingy. I can't remember what it's called uh, to kind of fast forward and go back through time to see what happened to him. And yeah, somebody, somebody who he knew because he was caught off guard, punched him in the face and snapped his neck. Unbelievable. But somebody witnessed Alfred. It. I bet it's Alfred. It didn't look like Alfred. Oh, Jason a, Todd. A silhouette. He looked pretty, you know, stacked up. Okay. Is it set post uh, Arkham Knight? Uh, oh, I don't know. That'd be What's interesting. It Maybe it, it could be Hush. It must if he's been killed. Uh, oh, yeah, of course. Or at least. Right. I reckon they probably will kill him in the real thing. Like, if it's, yeah, like, it's like isolated VR experience, they don't care. I bet, I bet it's Hush. Yeah. He came in, looks like Bruce Wayne. Did him. Snapped him. Yeah. See you later. That's it. Solved it. Never play again. <laughs> So when but, you're looking down, you've got little Batman legs. Little so you, Batman so you legs. So you don't see your body, okay. but you do see your, your, your bat hands. <laughs> um, but it is cool, because like you have to reach down and, and pick up the grappling gun from uh, a holster, uh, and then you can fire it and stuff, and your batarangs are on your belt. Oh, so, sorry, you see your batarangs on your utility belt. <laughs> okay, you good. pick those up and you can throw them. See back crotch. But the, the thing right. is, you don't really move around. Okay. You teleport. So, like, in the back alley where the murder happened, there's, like, four different locations. Right, okay. And you zoom around yeah. um, to see kind of what's going Got on. You. So, yeah, I played a bit of Fallout VR, which is a similar thing where you teleport around. Um, and it's just, like, really disappointing. Because it's, right. like, yeah, that's not what explore, explore this world by, like, zipping around and making dog meat really confused. <laughs> the dog constantly has to go, well, there, there he is. <laughs> it's weird. I'll be saying with Alfred, it's like, oh. Master, Master Bruce. <laughs> yeah, but it looks great. Like a lot of VR games that I've seen have been pretty simple. Yeah. Um, but this looks has tons of detail. Looks as good as um, uh, what the last Arkham game was called. What was the last Night. 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 Yeah, yeah, that one. Looks as good as that. Cool. Do you feel like it's gonna be a game? Like, does the detective mode feel like a game enough? I th- I think it's gonna like all VR things. I think it's a a neat distraction. Yes. Yeah. It's a good ride. Um, yeah, that's what you've I'm, been calling I'm, them rides, I, I and I like that. That makes yeah, sense. I, like, 
I'm well for getting a um, PlayStation headset, but I will use it for these little rides, and I'll do like three of them back to back. And I'm like, oh, that's fun. And yeah. sure, I'm like, I can't you imagine I'm sitting playing that for hours. Like, absolutely no. not. Resi. Like, yeah, and the entire game's playing playable in VR. Good. The Resi, thing, the Resi, yeah. Resi thing's weird. Like, I feel like obviously that's a thing that's in the ascendancy. But that game switched to first person way before the ascendancy of yep. VR, and they're stressing that that is entirely optional. And yep. you could you could play that for twenty minutes, put it down, and just continue in regular first person, which I absolutely will do. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. Not Fair play. That game is too intense. Um, cool. So that's our favourite little things from E3. I'm in true Eurovision style and um, back to you London so that was those guys that you just heard but now it's time for something infinitely better before we start what I've got an email relating to Q and Countdown that I'll read and I'll read it word for word Ben I'll be mean because oh, I've, I've got to go into <laughs> Q and Countdown presenter mode now <laughs> this is from Levon Young good name and they say do games not movies you're losing your audience I'd listen to keep keeping it real if dot dot dot. What? There you go. What is that a threat? Yeah. Have they ended? They're gonna stop listening to us and listen to keeping it real instead. What? Levon, I couldn't give less of a shit <laughs> if you don't listen to us. But I will say, unfortunately, IMDb don't do keywords for games. Oh, uh, otherwise, I would done a, I would done a game special now. So maybe we can just start. I'll start writing my own. Um, See as he's asked so nicely. <laughs> also, <laughs> also, like we cover movies. We're IGN. We, we have that's the best thing about being at like, IGN. Entertainment section. That's why, that's why I came here. Also, we encourage you to listen to Keeping It Real. <laughs> listen yeah. to both. It's fine. What is Keeping It Real? It's uh, the I do uh, LA podcast. Ah, films. yes, ah. <laughs> good. <laughs> <laughs> on brand, on brand, excellent. Oh no, Tilly's been on before. I do yeah. know, I do know what that is. Oh, yeah. uh, of course, I do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's time for keyword countdown. There you go. <laughs> okay, so, as you all know, because you're such big fans of Keyword Countdown, Levon, um, IMDb has some crazy keywords for their films. They do indeed. Can you name these films oh, God. from the crazy keywords? Oh, I'm never ready. I'm never ready. <laughs> so, at the moment, you two are pretty similar points. You're on okay. 22. Right. Uh, you're on about... Seven. Well, that's not similar. That's, <laughs> but I'm, but I'm a kind host. <laughs> <laughs> and, and to be fair, to, and, and to be fair, twenty-two and seven, like. How many times has Dale played? I think only I've twice. Played twice. I think you oh, played about the same time. Yeah, yeah. But, but there's but, another fact about me and Keyword Count. And what, what was it again? <laughs> Dale's the only person to have ever guessed on the on clue number one. Look at that smug yeah. face. <laughs> Look at that. Um, but 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 but. 22, 22 and 7 is is fine. Like, you can catch up with him. It's no, fine. You, you get a couple of, yeah, yeah, a couple it's, of early ones. It's cool. Okay. I've, I've got this. Good I've luck. Been, are you, this is about, both times I've been up against the Scrabble later. So, yeah. like, this is the first time. He's I've a machine been, at this game. He really is. I think it was an easy, I think it was easy weeks. Okay. When, when I went. haven't Just seen a, half the exactly. films. Yeah, yeah, Okay, fine, here we go. Film number one. Ooh, Racist. American History X. Social problem. Um, Police. Oh, God. Oh. Locksmith. Locksmith. 
The Matrix. Anger. Uh, anger management. Bullet. What was that word? Bullet. 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 Police detective. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Coincidence. <sighs> what is this film? I don't even know. Car fire. Heat. Final clue. Oh, <gasps> Fender bender. What? Fast and Furious. What's a Fender what bender? I have no idea. What's a Fender no, wait, bender? Don't, no, don't, <laughs> a car hits another car. Let's not move on. Oh, wait. Um, I'm not going to move on. No. Um, oh, no. What is it? Go on. No. I'll give you 30 seconds. Uh, wait, right, right, just to start reading through the clues. Racist, social uh, problem, police, locksmith, anger, <laughs> bullet, police detective, coincidence, car fire, fender bender. What's, what's I have no idea. about a racist police detective with a fender bender? You've literally just described the film. A racist I'm, police... Uh, the film is Crash. I haven't seen I've it. I've not seen yeah, Crash. Yeah. Well, what happens in Crash? Lots of stuff apparently. Things crash. <laughs> crash and there are racists. It's a fantastic film. We're talking about the Paul Haggis crash, not the sexy crash. Oh, where okay. People, where people crash into each other and get thrills from it. <laughs> well, say, I've got one of them on DVD. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you should definitely watch that and you should be ashamed you haven't watched it. Okay. Yeah. Second film. Right. 1950s. Corruption. Stepford Housewives. Call Girl. Oh. Neo-noir. Kissing while having sex. Oh. I like that one. Crunchy. <laughs> Eyes wide shut. Man on the verge of tears. Possibly because of the kissing whilst having sex. I'm just thinking like mad men, but it's not it's not a film. Uh, it's Mystery just... Woman. Um I can't think of any films of like, Place Name in Title. Oh, um oh, it's, it's no step Mulholland Drive. City name in title. Seattle. Final clue. Please. <laughs> Final clue. Hollywood. Oh, the, the, the Beverly Hills something. Noir. No, 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 no. LA Confidential. LA Confidential. Yeah. Oh. That is embarrassing that it took that long. To I've not seen it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, if there's one thing Keyword Countdown has taught me, I need to watch so many more movies. That's one point to deal. Yeah. Third right. film. That's on. 23. <laughs> LAPD. Um, Die Hard. Train Three. Hijack. Um, Latex Gloves. Uh, Taking Pound on 123, or whatever it's called. Elevator. Uh, Speed. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Nice. Not seen it. Well done. Oh, you haven't seen Speed. I've not what? Seen Speed. What have Seven you seen? Seven points to deal I, I thought, yeah. I'm uh, the, I play games. The other, the other clue. You should... Like be friends with Yvonne. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the other clues: Bomb Squad, directorial debut, video cassette, payphone, burning bus, watching TV. These are all going to be action. Didn't have like fifty now. miles an hour in there. No, it's too easy. Yeah, but that should have been the tenth one. Mm, it wasn't a keyword. Oh, right. <laughs> well, that's bullshit. I'm, I'm bound by imdb.com, unfortunately. But yeah, I, I think Lavon has given me a good idea. Like, maybe I should write my own for a game special. Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, that would be fun. I would enjoy that. But now I feel like I'm doing it because he's asked me and not because yeah, I can't do Fuck true. him. Yeah. <laughs> so, Sorry, Lavon. Clue. Uh, film number four. Friend. Friend. Actor. Cult hit. Answer phone. The room. Answer phone message. Oh, um. Audition. Magnolia. Condom. Boogie nights. Urination. <laughs> Playing cards. Oh Playing God. video games. More rats. 
The last clue. Las Vegas, Nevada. <gasps> the hangover? Oh, no, no. It's not Showgirls. No. Okay. Oh, uh, Rayman? Um, no. <laughs> what other films are based Friend, on? actor, cult hit, answer phone message, audition. Oh. Condom. Urination. Oh, my God, what's it called? Playing cards. Playing uh, video games. Las Vegas, Nevada. Oh, what is that? Damn, it's with Johnny Depp in it. Am I on the right lines? No. No, no. Swingers. Damn. Oh, bloody hell. Why, why? You why is seen. every film... You haven't yeah. seen that? I've not seen. <laughs> I've seen oh, Swingers, so that's extra embarrassing. I'm you. <laughs> God. I don't know what to Do say. Do a goddamn Disney movie. Jesus, you're blowing the volumes. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know what to say. That was embarrassing. Watch more films. Okay, ready? Yeah. Last film. <laughs> Two-word title. Okay. Chauffeur. Underdog. Die Hard. It is Die yeah. Hard. Nice. And I wanted to say it on Chauffeur well as well. I wish I did. Well done. That was- <laughs> Eight points there, Dale. Nice. That's nice. good. So I think you got 16 points overall. This year, there's nothing. I, I'm just... I, I like the number seven. But, no, but <laughs> the, other, the, other, the other clues. Squad car. Soldier strangulated. Police officer shot. Cocaine use. Jumping from a rooftop. Christmas party. Famous catchphrase. Nice. Can any of you tell me the link between all five of those films? All right, go, for the, go for the films again. So we had Crash, LA Confidential, Speed, Swingers, Die Hard. They're all set in LA? Uh, they're all set in LA. Oh, nice. Yeah. You get two points for that, which what? bumps you up to nine. <laughs> yes! <laughs> so I'm doing that for all of them now. So they're set in LA, which is where E3 is set. Hey. Nice. Nice. Hey. Get it, get it. So that was the link. And that was... I'm proud I got something. Keyword countdown. So now... Hang I, on. One of them was set in Vegas, wasn't it? No, they go to Vegas. Oh, okay. Yeah, set Sorry in, to be set, right. set in LA. Yeah. Um, so now, another new feature. We get sent a lot of stuff. <laughs> feature? Yeah. <laughs> it's called, what's in the box? What's in the box? I've been sent a box, um, and I don't. I want to know what's in the box. Can... I think this is literally turning into you opening your post. <laughs> yeah. Like, on the show. Well, no, because I thought, can we guess what's in this box, right? Okay. So I'll describe it for you. It's a brown cardboard box, then okay. on the top, it says, Lego Star Wars The Force Awakens Buzz Kit. What Ooh. the frick is a buzz kit? What do we think a buzz kit a is? Buzz oh my kit. god! It's full of bees. Bees. <laughs> um, bees. I feel like an alarm clock, maybe. Ah. Buzz kit. Oh, if it's an alarm clock, I want it. Yeah. Okay. Or maybe just something electronic that makes noises. Here we go. So <laughs> Lego, the Star- Lego Star Wars: Force Awakens is coming out. Can't wait to play it. It's gonna be awesome. I thought maybe the game's in here. This sticker's doing Is it work. like a razor that gives you a buzz cut? Here we go. Buzz kit. Like a Star Wars themed razor. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's Dale. Oh, I've got you. Is it an alarm clock? It is as well. Oh, oh my alarm goodness. <laughs> That's amazing. It's a Stormtrooper alarm clock with... What the hell is this? Oh, sweet. I'm jealous. Oh. It's like a card, but there's a trailer in it. A video player inside a car. What? And it's just a trailer for Lego Star Wars, isn't it? That is elaborate. <laughs> that is crazy. a waste of money. Why have they sent you an alarm clock? I don't know. It's a Stormtrooper alarm clock, by the way, so his stomach is the actual digital display. Do, Gav, do you want Buzz this? kit. Buzz kit. Yeah, do, of course I do. It's it. awesome. <laughs> Where's the game? <laughs> no game in it. Did you well, order yeah, this or did someone send it to you? No, someone sent it to me. Um, but 
Yeah, Warner Brothers actually do these weird press things before. Did you ever see the Batman Batarang? It's yeah, basically yeah. A, bat- a plastic Batarang with a trailer inside it. I think we actually did an unboxing video of it that on IGN. Mental. Um, but madness, yeah. Cool. There we go. That's what's in the box. <laughs> now, we need a, now, now we need a jingle for that. Yeah, send for us that in your great visual too. feature for an audio podcast. Send them into IGN underscore UK feedback at IGN.com. That's right. Yeah. This guy, this guy knows. Yeah. Speaking of IGN underscore and the, the address that you just said, where's our feedback? Oh, where's yeah. our feedback? Uh, well, I've got some feedback from Twitter okay. because we put out a bit of a feeler just before the show started to see how people had kind of felt about E3. Okay. Let me go onto the IGN UK Twitter feed. So yeah, we asked what people's highlights and disappointments were kind of running through what we were at the yeah. start of the show. Um, Thomas McKinn says, the highlight for me is the new Xbox One Project Scorpio, the new games, and that VR is coming out. So everything that we talked about, he's super excited about. Everything that you talked about, your biggest disappointment. Yeah, (laughs) he absolutely loves. Rich Biscuit says that... Rich Biscuit. Rich Biscuit. Fantastic name. name. Brilliant name. Says his highlight is definitely the Crash Bandicoot remaster. Yeah, I'm with and you there, mate. Rich, you're in on it. Capitals, the Man, X Wing VR mission. For oh Battle yeah, Final that's amazing. Yeah. To PSVR. Yes. Those, are, those are two good highlights. I wonder how far they're going to yeah. go with that Crash Bandicoot remaster. Are they just, <laughs> honestly, I want to know. Are they just going to talk about like all these really ex- exciting Star Wars thing? Yeah. No, Crash Bandicoot, Bandicoot, mate. If, uh, I want to know how far they're going to go. They're just going to put HD skins on it, or are they really going to like? Build it from the ground up. I want to hear the new Arugabuka. Yeah, Arugabuka. Kylo Ren's perfect hair says that Zelda was a highlight, but as an Xbox owner, all those great looking PS4 exclusives make me sad. I don't have an Xbox One, so I'm sad whenever I see games on that. Mm. You know what to do? Kylo Ren's haircut. Was that his name? Kylo Uh, Ren's perfect hair, which is now drooping slightly in sadness. Save up and buy a PS4 as well, mate. Have both. Wait, yeah. well, or wait for the PS4 Neo if you want to get in on all the virtual reality games that everyone's super yeah. excited about. Yeah. Um, and the last one we've got uh, biggest disappointment from Martin Morgan. Alton Towers. <laughs> <laughs> it's rubbish. Next. <laughs> no Red Dead Two. Sad emoji. That was never going to be at E3 anyway. We knew that wasn't going to be at E3. Exactly. But he's disappointed that it wasn't there anyway because he had hope, guys. I yeah. feel like it's really close on the horizon though yeah it's absolutely got, it's got to be so hopefully they'll do their own event they do they'll yeah. just announce it yeah um, but they never do stuff at E3 it's coming soon what was his name again uh, Martin not Rich Biscuit Martin yeah. Morgan Martin Morgan it's coming don't worry it's coming awesome that's almost it so we've got a couple of things we are actually three of us as well as a bunch of other people are running the British 10K. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, and we're running it for Special Effect, which is an amazing charity. Brilliant. How much training have you guys done? I have done zero running training. Right Serious? Now. But I'm on holiday soon and sounds like I'm showing off now, but it's a five-star hotel with a gym and I, every day I'm going to go in and do a few extra running miles yeah. and, or Ks, I suppose. What I'm actually, done? I'm really terrified because um, so the last three weeks I've been ill. I had tonsillitis and... No I, excuse. <laughs> no excuse, I've been running. So yeah, I actually, I had four days off like yeah. at the office last week, just watching Come Down With Me reruns as a duvet hermit. Um, and I've, li- I've not been able to do any exercise. So, and I've been ill. So like my body is kind of, I've lost three quarters of a stone in like two weeks. So I'm a bit like, ah, I've got a few weeks left and... <laughs> I 
I'm terrified, but it's fine. Now I'm I better. Would, I'm going to start running. Yeah. Like I would say, you should be like I would say. Oh yeah, that's a valid excuse or whatever. But I know for a fact Joe hasn't done anything, and so. he won't do anything either. Yeah, is he just going to do? Because that makes me happy. Maybe yeah. we can just be like the guys at the back crawling along. As long as, as, long as we're together, yeah, I'm happy. No. You'll be fine. I but don't know we, if we can do that. We've raised some money. We're we're still a way off our target. So if you've got any pennies you want to give to us, yeah. it's www.justgiving.com forward slash IGN. Please help us out because it all goes to a yeah. worthy cause as well. Yeah, one amazing person give us a hundred pound. Wow. He said that he'll give another hundred if I finish in under an hour. Well, then there's Gav, motivation if I ever heard it, mate. There is pressure right there. But I, that's too much pressure. An hour's doable. An hour, yeah, yeah, an hour's doable, but not for me. <laughs> you could do it, man. You're fit now these days, aren't you? No, I'm not very good at running, though. Oh, I'm sure you'll be fine. You just need a great soundtrack. Yeah, I've got an awesome soundtrack, yeah. but it's not the soundtrack that bothers me. It's <laughs> not running fit until actual running. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but we've also got some, something really cool coming up as well, and that is we are hosting a Game of Thrones <laughs> quiz <laughs> with <laughs> HBO. <laughs> yeah. Game of Thrones. I spoke to her. I've been speaking to HBO about this quiz mm-hmm. that we are hosting so we're all writing like cool <clears throat> awesome rounds to go with it me and Dale had a good chat about what we want to put in it and the prizes I spoke to the lady yesterday are going to be really good oh I like really really good <sighs> prizes yeah I don't know the what prizes. they are I really want to know the prizes do you like mugs with Game of Thrones logos on oh my god yes do you like Lego Star Wars alarm clocks <laughs> but like all the prizes sound really really good at, and basically I think essentially I think everyone is going to get some kind of prize be that actual thing to take home or booze and food and get to hang out with us exactly Way! what better prize than that this sounds you, like a really fun you get night. to see Rory Powers yeah. in person and I think that actually there's only going to be like 10 teams Oh, really? um, so we've got six teams. We've got six places up for grabs, right? Mm-hmm. To be able to get a team to enter this, you have to email ukcomps.ign.com with, I want to enter my team into the Game of Thrones pub quiz in the subject line, I'm assuming. Uh, with, long with your team name. It's ridiculous. <laughs> we didn't come up with any of this. Um, <laughs> uh, with your team name, team members and the answer to the below question which is which Game of Thrones house would your team best represent and why Um, and the six six best answers will all win uh, tables at the quiz which we will be hosting and we'll be there hanging out and getting drunk as well what's the email address again ukcomps at ign.com so if you fancy getting involved with that it's uh, on uh, is in London on the 28th of June which is the day before my birthday so Aww. I'll be officially taking this over as an official birthday party <laughs> when it turns midnight um, will that be your birthday yes I'll be 31 ah that's really exciting we can all yeah. sing you happy birthday into the tune birthday. of Game of Thrones happy birthday. <laughs> happy birthday happy birthday happy birthday well now you have to definitely do that <laughs> but not so much with the red no. birthday <laughs> the red birthday thing but I think it's going to be really good it's going to be really really good fun so I think you've got until the 22nd of June uh, to send in your team thing and that's pretty much it except except you've got a present for us to I try I have a present for <sighs> Dale's already tried this would you like some more Dale? absolutely not absolutely what, what not. is this this Gav yeah. is St. Lucia 100% dark chocolate that I brought into work for my desk today but 
have now started inflicting upon other people. So why is this good? So right, before you before you taste it. <laughs> it's not. So this is from Hotel Chocolat, right? Okay. So it's, it's got no milk in it at all. It's from my lovely housemate who she works at Hotel Chocolat and it's just brilliant. And she gave us like, a big box of chocolates that I've been really working my way through. A big box of salted caramels <laughs> yesterday. And all of you lot were complaining because you were like, oh, listen, you've brought in 200 salted caramels. Mm. We're so unhealthy. So this, this, a single bar is like, 120% of your daily allowance of iron. It's really healthy. Because that's what I've been missing. It's yeah. what you've been missing in chocolate. The best thing there, the best thing there is how Hotel Chocolat describe the chocolate. Okay. It says, a bark worse than its excellent bite. Oh, a lush uh, creaminess delivers notes of roasted cocoa yes, and oak, followed by clean flavours of grassy, peppery olive oil. Oh, so I want you to taste that okay. and see if you can get the grassy, peppery olive oil. Oh. <laughs> it's definitely not an aftertaste. It hits you immediately. He scrunched up his face in pain. Are your eyes watering? The fuck is that? <laughs> Some tissues over there, mate, if you need to get rid of it. Oh, I spat mine out into a bin. Why is it salty? <laughs> <laughs> that is... <laughs> it tastes like someone's put like hairspray in my mouth. That's People pay foul. for that. Have you seen the YouTube video of the baby eating the lemon? That's what your face <laughs> is doing. Right oh, I can't believe that's a product. How did that get on? Sh- I'm on angry. Shelves? I'm <laughs> angry that that has been sold as chocolate. <laughs> that is foul. Yeah, it's grim. I'm and there glad, we are. I'm glad to have shared it with you guys. I have six bars of those at home. Oh, they I'm all right. I'm all right. I'll pass. Are you having trouble getting rid of them? I Wait, can't. They got written off. Hotel Chocolat had oh, trouble getting right. rid of them, which is why Leona brought them home. Oh, that is disgusting. But I do. I like this idea of bringing stuff in for people to eat. Well, they used yeah. to do it with, with beer, didn't they? So let's yeah, do it with let's, more. Let's start bringing in beers instead. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was the IGN UK podcast. Thank you very much for listening. And we will be back next week. Bye. GZM Shows and the creators of Six Minutes are rolling out their newest audio adventure with the podcast Discovering Dad. A cautious single dad with a secret past and his rebellious kids embark on a thrilling quest complete with hidden treasure, villains, and a family curse. New episodes of Discovering Dad roll out weekly starting June 11th on Apple Podcasts. Follow the show so you never miss an episode or listen early and ad-free as a GZM Show subscriber. Go to gzmshows.com to learn more. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics, and sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot-button issues, and it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.